Bonjour, guten Tag, Privet. Hello and welcome back to the Dussois podcast. Do we have any news on Eurovision 2024? Yes, we do. Unfortunately, that news is nothing to do with whether or not Australia is actually going to be performing at Eurovision 2024. I keep popping it into my search engine. As you know, last year was the last year on our contract. So this year, We're supposed to actually negotiate. Are we allowed to come back? Do you want us back, Eurovision? Let us know. What do you think? Have we earned our stripes? Do we deserve to keep performing at Eurovision? Even if you say no, the answer is yes. We're coming back. We will not be stopped. I mean, technically, we might very well be stopped if Eurovision just says no. Uh, But we'll wait and see how that goes. Honestly, the second I find out, I'll record an episode and I will let you know. The big question is, have you put in your leave already for next year for Eurovision? While all these other idiots are worrying about getting in their Christmas leave, you've got to make plans for Eurovision. Don't forget. First semi-final, Tuesday, 7th of May. Second semi-final, Thursday, 9th of May. Grand final, Saturday, 11th of May. Malamo Arena, Malamo, Sweden. So many things to consider. Some workplaces won't let you put in leave over six months. So work out your six months to the day, three months, whatever. You've also got to start thinking about it now. Is work going to try and stop you? Is work going to be like, oh, we're not going to give you time off or we're only going to give you a week? Do you have to quit your job? (gasps) Glorious. You have basically the next seven months to start thinking about how you're going to quit your job. And obviously you need to save those pennies so that when you decide to backpack or travel in a little caravan around Europe and attract gorgeous European lovers like postcards. You're going to need to put some money aside. Stop getting so many deliveries now. Save that money. Oh my Lord, you get to quit and then go straight to Eurovision. Oh, I'm so jelly of your plan. A couple of episodes, we were actually talking about why Malamo got the job and basically because they stood up to the plate and went, you know what, Eh, we're going to throw a lazy $20, $25 million at it to host Eurovision. Some people I know sitting at home were like, all the things I could buy with $25 million, I could make that zombie movie I was always going to make. Liverpool has just released their figures. They say that their economy, just in the Liverpool region, so that doesn't include obviously all the holidays, all the other stuff around, the actual city of Liverpool said that they made $54.8 million. That's how much money came through their coffers through the city of Liverpool while Eurovision was on. In total, How many people do you think went to Liverpool just to soak in the atmosphere of Eurovision? Obviously, some people will go for one semi-final, you go for two semi-finals, go for the grand final. It all depends what you can get a ticket to. Some people might just go for the atmosphere. 
watch it in a pub. 473,000 people. That's almost half a million people went to events in the city. But wait for it. Almost 306,000 additional visitors went to Liverpool just to be part of the celebrations. Obviously, wherever they host it, they always put up big screens. It's a great big party atmosphere. That's almost a million people chuffing on down to Liverpool to enjoy Eurovision. So I can kind of see why cities are scrambling to host it. But the big question is, as Eurovision gets bigger and bigger every year, are we missing out on some great opportunities for some great cities? Is it going to become like the Olympics? Is it going to become too expensive for some cities and countries to host? A lot of countries may not have $25 million plus just to throw at the Eurovision Song Contest. So as much as we love how big and spectacular it gets, we've always got to remember that we don't want to make it too big, that we actually put it out of the reach so that, say, some of the smaller countries are not going to want to compete or will not be trying actively to win because simply they can't afford it or it's going to bankrupt them. I'm kind of intrigued. Maybe this is what something we have to do every now and then to sort of like shoot it back down, keep it back to basics. Because obviously, you know, you have countries where they can afford to spend millions of dollars on their Eurovision entries with uh, choreographers and dancers and training and costumes. Maybe we need to have one Eurovision where everybody gets $20 to an op shop and a coupon to their local fabric store of $100. And then we see what happens. We are going to see some absolute art. It is going to be like the BBC in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Oh my Lord, some of their schlocky B-grade effects still stand up to this day. I cannot wait to see a Eurovision on a budget of three euros. Just someone coming out with like a thousand cotton balls stuck to them or something. I'm not saying it's going to be the biggest. I'm not going to say it's going to be the best. But my God, I think it's going to be one of the most memorable. Three pound fifty Eurovision. I can't wait. But proving we are getting closer and closer to Eurovision, some countries have already announced the singers that they're sending. Don't worry, we're not going to give you any too great a spoiler. We're not going to announce anything that I think is going to ruin Eurovision 2024 if you like to go in relatively blind. Greece has announced its entra, Marina Sati. The song hasn't been picked yet. They've, they have just picked the singer. Her music is described as a combination of the influences and styles of music that she grew up with. So a combination of Greek, Arabic and Balkan. Cyprus has also revealed who will be representing them. It's Cilia Capsis. Cilia is a singer of Cypriot and Greek descent, Born and raised in Australia. Yes, they've done it again. If you remember last year, they had Andrew Lambrow from Australia representing with Breaking a Broken Heart. Oh, oh, Lord, sorry. Ooh. 
I'm just having a flashback last year to them guns. And if you've seen the film clip, him just just doggy paddling around the pool, that is going to be a tough act to follow. But apparently Cyprus has decided they've seen the key. They know what it is that is going to get them a really good placing at Eurovision. And that answer simply is an Australian. Well played, Cyprus. Well played. Belgium has also announced their artist and it's going to be Okay, somebody told me that his name is pronounced Musti, but I have to be honest, when I first read it, I read his name as Musti, and now I just have Musti stuck in my head and I cannot get it out. But there is nothing Musti about this guy. Frankly, he doesn't sit still long enough to go Musti. What's he doing when he's not representing Belgium at the Eurovision Song Contest? Well, he's appealing in French TV. Of course he is. Or he's on stage performing Hamlet. He has two albums already to his name, 21st Century Boy and It's Happening Now. And talk about it's happening now. I think they're talking about musty in 2024. You are not going to be able to avoid that musty smell at all next year because he's not just representing Belgium at the Eurovision Song Contest. He is also going to be returning to Belgium screens to be a permanent judge on Belgium's Drag Race Season 2. Then when he's not doing that... He'll also be acting in another French film. This is very exciting for him. But with all of that going on, will he be able to give all that he possibly can to a Eurovision performance? What do you think? What were you doing if you get selected? And you know what? It's only a matter of time until you get selected to represent your country at the Eurovision Song Contest. When you get picked, what do you think? What's your vibe? Are you going to be like, that's it, clear my schedule. I will do nothing but live, breathe, eat, think, dream, touch myself inappropriately in a closet to this song, work out every dance move. Or will you also be co-hosting Drag Race Belgium and appearing in French films. What do you think? Do you think that you can do all of those things and fully give 100% to your Eurovision performance? I guess time will tell, but they are performers. This is why we pay them the big bucks. Look at those people on Broadway. Aren't they doing like 10 to 12 shows a week? The Phantom of the Opera. Surely he can bang out Eurovision Drag Race and French cinema. So those are the countries that have selected their singers. As we have seen with previous Eurovisions, there's that real trend of whoever sort of wins, everybody tries to imitate. So I have a feeling this year it's going to be a lot of women by themselves on stage. And I think this year, 2024, the nails are just going to get longer and longer. They're going to get so ridiculous. Here's my prediction for 2024. Someone's going to lose an eye. Malta has begun its quest to find its entry for the Eurovision Song Contest. Oh my lord, I had no idea how much Malta is not messing around. Do you know how many performers and songs are battling it out to represent Malta at Eurovision 2024? 36! 
36. That's right. It's a whole other Eurovision. They're actually going to have two semifinals and then their grand final. But you think 36 is a lot? It's nothing. Apparently 40. Malta. I think it must be on like a rotation. Every other year, every everybody has to present a song to compete for Eurovision. Like national service. The first lot of the semifinalists, I'm not going to go through them all, but this will sort of give us an idea, okay, what's Malta's vibe? What are they thinking? What's going on in Malta 2024? Could this be some kind of prediction? Oh, what are we going to be looking for in 2024? These are some of the names. Arrows. Banana. Barracks. Belus. Better off alone. That absolutely 100% reminds me of my favourite meme that's going around at the moment with a man yelling at a woman saying, if you keep carrying up this attitude, you're going to die alone with nothing but wine and cats. And the woman is, don't threaten me with a good time. If that's what that song about, if this song is encapsulating that meme, bam, there you go, winner 2024. Better off alone, I would have called it, don't threaten me with a good time. Other songs include Bloodstream. Oh, oh, I have a feeling that's going to be it's you know what? It's either going to be depressing heartbreak or weird highly sexualized sexy song. Breaking Bad. Okay, maybe it's the musical version of the TV show. I certainly hope so. Cloudmaker, somebody's ripping off Kate Bush. Condition or Friction. Sounds a bit Freudian. Empire, Fading, Feather Flight, Fireproof, Freefall, Ghost, Just Be. Oh, yeah, see, I already feel – I haven't heard these songs, but from the title I'm kind of worried it's going to be a whole tattoo kind of you, the ghost of you, clicky, 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 big nails, which was good, but it's had its year. We need something fresh. Other semi-finalists, we have Karma, let's talk about love, let's talk about love, baby, let's talk about you and me, let's talk about all the good things and the bad things and the life you can have by yourself with wine and cats. Other options, Loop, Man, Mara, Miles Away, Misunderstood, Moving On, None, Puppet, see, I tell ya. Tell me that it's over. See, there's only flowers. Topic in brackets, blah, blah. Um, okay, hopefully they just hadn't thought of a song title. I'm a bit worried about that one. Other options, Venom, Watch Me and Wild Card. <sighs> I'm a wild card, baby. Oh, it's going to be the Euro dance pop version of Kenny Rogers. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to glitter them. Know when to shade away. Know when to run. Yeah, I think we're going to have to keep an eye on these contests and just sort of see what is the general vibe, what kind of songs people are sending. If it is just going to be a whole year of Lorene style influenced songs or if people are going to go you know what I'm going to go for the underdog a lot of people want to cha-cha-cha to win it didn't win so maybe they're going to try a little bit of cha-cha-cha 
That being said, surely ABBA is just going to win anyway. I know they're not even competing, but eh, let's be honest, we're probably going to give them the trophy anyway. All right, go away, book that leave, decide if you want to tell your job to get stuffed and if you want to quit and start buying socks. Trust me, all you're going to need, clean underpants, comfortable socks. It even works the other way. Clean socks, comfortable underpants. A little bit of both. Never goes astray. Stick with us as we're also going to be reading some more of the bad reviews around Sweden, pointing out some of the absolute brown spots that you need to avoid while you are pursuing your love affair through Sweden. In the meantime, stay safe, be reasonably nice to each other, and remember... All I can think about is you. And to be honest, also that guy who worked at that motel that we covered a couple of weeks ago that kills the bedbugs while singing Another One Bites the Dust. Oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs>